Welcome to the HP Wide Format Print Lab, Graphic Designer Edition. This is your hub for innovation in large format print technology, where you can find meaningful print solution interviews, useful tips and strategies to streamline and increase your productivity for your print business and your customers. Let's get started with this print journey and see how big ideas and big prints come to life with an HP DesignJet printer. Now here are your hosts, the HP print experts, Mindy Fink and Eddie Anderson. Welcome back to our HP Wide Format Print Lab. I am your host, Mindy Fink. Today we will be discussing the tipping points on making a decision towards purchasing a HP DesignJet printer or a HP Latex printer. Sometimes you may even need both. These two technologies complement each other very, very well. We have a few HP Latex experts with us today to discuss the benefits of the HP Latex technology and as always, we have our famous expert, Eddie Anderson, with us. Hey, Eddie, how are you? Hey, Mindy. You know, every time I'm on a podcast with the team talking wide format, I'm in, I'm always doing great. I'm in my happy place. Thanks for that intro. So this is an interesting topic that as a solutions architect, we run into a lot. Not with all customers, but with some of our customers, they will come to us with specialized printing needs. And with some basic questions, to ask like um, how to get things started. This will help them steer towards either a latex or an aqueous, which is a water-based ink for wide format in HP. And in some cases, they may even need both. Now, both machines are great for wide format printing needs. And with some of these things can overlap. And with HP, you have a very versatile portfolio of large format machines to help you cover with your own clients. Uh, thank you so much, John, for joining us today to enlighten the whole wide format community with your knowledge. And to that note, why would somebody want to go latex? Hey, thanks, Eddie. And, and thanks, Mindy, for uh, having uh, Tom and myself here today. I'll hear from Tom here in a second. Uh, you know, Eddie, at a high level, it's really all about applications. You know, I mean, obviously, DesignJet is wide format, latex is wide format. And when you see them side by side, you know, they kind of look, they are related, right? I mean, they go back, right. you know, they are they are kind of related, but it really it really starts with applications. So at a trade show, if somebody came up and asked that question, first question we would ask is, you know, what is it, what are you trying to do? And what, what applications are you trying to tackle? And then from there, there's also really two discerning attributes, I would say that would separate a, a typical design jet user from a latex user. And that's really media versatility and outdoor durable capability. Right, right. Oh, yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. Um, I get it. You know, and also with us today is another great guru from Latex. His name is Tom. Uh, thanks so much for being here. And tell us a bit about yourself, too, Tom. Uh, thanks, Eddie. Happy to be here. Uh, my name is Tom Giglio, and I work on the Latex side of the business with John. Uh, more on the business development side. So my day-in and day-out routine uh, consists of working with our partners, working with our customers, making sure that they're okay. aware of all the latex solutions that we have, and then helping them with a lot of the applications that John talked about. No two days are the ever the, ever the same, which is always kind of <laughs> nice. But uh, in, right. in a nutshell, there that's that's kind of kind of where I sit here at HP. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, thanks for that. Uh, now, tell us a bit of the history about you guys and outdoor printing. Sure. I'll jump in. I'll start with this one, then I'll turn it over to Tom. 
um, you know, both of us have been in, in the sinographics and wide format space for over 25 years. So it's been a, it's been a long time for both of us. We both joined HP about the same time and have been, oh, in, wow. have, have been involved with latex really uh, from, from the beginning as well. Yeah, actually, my first day at HP was on the trade show floor. And I think that's where I met you, John. We were um, right in front of a latex printer. Yeah, and in, 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 in those those times, exactly how Eddie asked the question, many, many times in an HP booth, you'll see the two technologies side by side. And even today, right, here we are 15 years into this journey, and, you know, people, whether they come out of commercial print or whether they come out of repro, you know, they always ask that question, oh, so what's the difference? Because theoretically, they're both water-based printers and they both use thermal inkjet print heads, but is, you know, that the differentiator is when we say latex and they say, what does that mean? It goes right back to what I started. It's typically the driver, the differentiator is typically around applications and then you dive into medias and durability issues and whatnot. Exactly. So, so John, can you right. elaborate on that? Tell us what the benefits are for printing on an HP latex printer. Yeah, I'll start with the easy ones and I'll, I'll turn over the, some of the other harder ones to Tom. But, you know, w- when we talk about the value proposition for latex, it really goes back to some of the some of the words we've already talked about. Right. But, you know, in summary, it, the, the benefits are the ability to produce sign and graphics with indoor quality and outdoor durability on a wide range of uncoated medias, which in parentheses, you know, the, the more medias, the more applications you can tackle which really in summary equals our value proposition. And and the way I would talk about the value prop, I used to be able to do it in one breath is look, it's versatility on both, you know, because of the number of the, you know, the number of medias is mind boggling. If you, if I said it earlier, but to think that to go from papers to textiles, to natural fibers, to, uh, you know, to synthetic fibers, to vinyls, to backlit films. So unrivaled versatility, Think design jet as around ease of use, right? Uh, automatic, autom- automatic maintenance, user replaceable print heads. That's unheard of in a UV or solvent world. Uh, durability from the latex inks, outstanding productivity, right? From not just from the, the intervention point, just actually from the print speeds point of view. Um, some economic advantages. Uh, we we have bulk ink systems which help drive some economies there. And again, you know that that other coming because it's thermal inkjet is this. You know, that's un- really was unheard of at the time as well, this indoor quality with outdoor durability. Usually there was a trade-off to say, hey, I need outdoor durability. And then you'd say, well, okay, the trade-off is it's not going to look as good as, of course, an indoor printer. But in, And we kind of broke that paradigm. And then the last one, which is a big one I'll, I'll ask Tom to really jump on here is, you know, the other big, big part of the value prop, even from day one, going back to 2008, was because you know, we were competing with solvent and UV technologies with a water-based thing. There was a core value prop around sustainability that's been there since day one. And I think back then, right. yeah, and when we would talk about it back then, you know, that's when everybody was still driving Hummers and gas was cheap and nobody cared. But, you know, it, 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 here we are today. It's obviously a much bigger issue for the world and, and for and for enterprise and, you know, and, and for HP in particular and, and in our industry. So, uh, Tom, I'll let Tom jump in here because certainly, you know, he spent also as the biz in the on the biz dev side, you know, a lot of opportunity with with customers uh, to talk about what HP can do and how we can help people with their sustainability needs. So Tom, why don't you take it from here? Oh, sure. Thanks, John. Um, you know, as John said, you know, we, HP kind of drew a line in the sand. 
uh, back in Drupa in Germany in 2008 with the latex announcement. And it was really a departure at the time from the solvent and eco-solvent way of producing, you know, signage and decor. A lot of the applications that John had talked about, the outdoor durable stuff in particular. And to some degree, I mean, a lot of that hasn't changed. There's still a good amount of solvent and eco-solvent printers in the market that compete with latex. But we've, right. we've always stuck to the cornerstone of sustainability. It's been part of HP's charter and mission for such a long time. And we believe that we keep refining the latex value proposition to where the industry is heading. And what that means for our customers is they have, they have inks that are not flammable or combustible. They have odorless prints when they come out of the printer. The prints are instantly dry. There's no hazardous air pollutants and what we call no reactive monomer chemistry, meaning we're not taking a carbon footprint and we're bringing it down to the floor of our customers. So really better for our customers, better for their customers if they're a print service provider and better for the environment. Those are really the three pillars there. And then lastly, we have Planet Partners and Planet Partners is a program at HP where we take back a lot of the consumables and we recycle those. So ink cartridges, print heads, maintenance cartridges, things like that. It's a free service to our customers so they don't have to worry about disposal. We, we dispose of it in a safe way, it's easy to do. And then we recycle a lot of those components. Yeah, it just keeps on getting better. So Tom, can you expand on the thermal inkjet comment from earlier? How is that related to both latex and design jet? Well, it really started with DesignJet. I mean, HP invented the thermal head, I don't know how many years ago. And a long time a ago. A long time ago. <laughs> right, Eddie. So, um, you know, historically, some of these technologies that we've spoke about, eco-solvent and solvent and UV, they have always been piezoelectric technology, which is a very expensive, but yet durable print head or writing technology. Um, and then HP had thermal inkjet technology, which was less expensive, more agile. It put the control of the printing technology or the, the writing technology in the hands of the customer. So for us, it just made sense because we integrate the whole solution from our R&D folks in Barcelona, Spain, uh, that in our printhead development and some of the fluids that we have or the inks. Um, we simplify a lot of the things that our users have to worry about or historically are really, you know, big time barriers for them to move forward with technology. Our print heads are replaceable, so users don't have to call a technician. We have really high uh, image quality and the customer controls that process. And they're easier ma to maintain because every day the last thing people want to do have to manage their printer. They want to manage their business. And the thermal technology carries forth into that. So rest assured, when you come back from a long holiday or vacation, latex printers are ready to work and there's not a, a great deal of maintenance to do. Hey, Tom, what about uh, the software too? I think that was another thing where, you know, from a de legacy design jet point of view, they're used to talking about drivers and, and the latex. We we never talk about that, right? In, in, the, in the commercial space, we're talking about RIP software. And, you know, for a long time, latex printers didn't come bundled with, 
with any of that third-party software, but certainly there is there is a need. Now we do bundle with some of the leading re- leading brands, but maybe for somebody who's not familiar with that differentiator, like to say, hey, is it a PostScript printer? But you know, we don't talk that way in, in latex world. We're talking about third-party RIP software. So you know, maybe help people explain that difference as well. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, so RIP stands for Raster Image Processing. And really what a RIP is, is, is a gateway to the printer. It takes the language that we would normally want to print and applies several different workflows and recipes for color, sizing, positioning, tiling, and really organizes everything in a manner that the printer can understand. So for all those applications that we talked about, um, the RIPs actually actually help the customer choose a lot of the different features that the printer is capable of. And we have to remember that, you know, the latex printers are smart printers, okay? They're connected to the cloud and there's hundreds and hundreds of media profiles that can be located and downloaded to the printer. So that really helps our customers eliminate a lot of guesswork and waste. So if they go print a job on a material that they've never used before, well, they, they can actually go to the cloud and download the settings for that material and get in the ballpark. Yeah, there's so much you could do with a RIP. It's, it's impressive. Definitely. So, so John, you talked about versatility and, you know, the different media types that you can print on. What are some of the application benefits that are best to print with a latex printer instead of an HP design jet printer? Well, again, there's certainly some, Mindy, that would be defined by, you know, the required media. So take a vehicle wrap, for example, which is on what is what's called a cast vinyl, SAV, self-adhesive vinyl, but it's a, it's a cast vinyl, an uncoated vinyl. So, you know, just from a, that, that's clearly the minute somebody says, I want to do vehicle wraps, just by definition, because of the media, because of the durability expectation, that's, you know, that's going to be a, a latex application. A um, couple others that, you know, really stand out that because of the durability, you know, think about what just happened in COVID, you know, when, when people don't pay attention to what wide format graphics are, COVID was a great, a great example for us. Like every, every store had floor graphics, right? I mean, Chipotle and, right. and grocery stores, that's typically done. You need, you need the durability. It's typically laminated, but you know, that's an SAV. So that, that one by definition, um, uh, wall coverings is a huge market for uh, latex. I mean, it's it's one of the defined verticals, um, and a lot of that can be uh, what's called non-woven or paper-based or PVC-based. But again, there's a durability uh, factor. Matter of fact, uh, the Gen 3 latex inks were what was called Type 2 certified without lamination, which was unheard of at the time. So, you know, a lot of things about latex, like it's it was always amazing to me that you'd go back and forth between you know, doing a presentation on how it's, you know, the most environmentally sensitive uh, inks that we have. And usually in life, there's a trade-off and stuff like that. And then on the other hand, we'd come back and talk about it's the only one with type two, you know, cert- certifications at the time. So, you know, vehicle wraps, wall coverings, floor graphics, uh, stickers, right? SAV stickers, peel and, peel and stick stickers. Um, and then another market actually, which, you know, DesignJet does super well in as well. And then Latex made big inroads as, as well, just depends on the market. But, you know, that whole decor canvas space blew up where, you know, DesignJet right. certainly higher res, right? Like museum quality. Latex is not necessarily museum quality, you know, on the photo side, but, you know, like not 
everybody, you know, if you think about all the dot coms that will sell you the, you know, the picture of you and your family in khakis and a white shirt to put over the fireplace. I mean, that just exploded. And latex became a big part of that, mostly because of the durability, no need to laminate it um, and, and provide that durability and the economics on it. So there were there's certainly a couple. And, and Mindy, it goes back to, again, that that scenario where you're standing next to the printer and somebody walks in and says, you know, what's the difference? And and you say, well, what what are you what are you trying to do? And the guy says, I want to do vehicle wraps. Well, hey, it's there's it's not an opinion about whether one or the other it's like okay in this case you know well, even going back to canvas i know like a few hotels who use latex for their canvas because they want their rooms and hallways to look very nice but they kind of need the durability just in case there's an event and they need to clean the imagery well that latex works perfect for them so what kind of applications does latex wide format have to best serve our customers customers yeah, I mean, I would go back to kind of what we I think we've talked about already, Eddie. Is you know where where do they where do they see the opportunities? Where where do they want to grow? And and what what is required? And and so you know anybody that's running design jet, so that's you're obviously doing graphical type work. Again, mm-hmm. it, it would probably be defined by either a specific media need because of an application like a vehicle wrap, or to your point. They, they could be doing Canvas already. They could be doing decor at hotels already. And somebody might say, hey, this is going in the bathroom and we need to clean it with, um, you know, chemicals. And again, there's another spec. Absolutely. And it expands their opportunity of what they can print on. Exactly. So we talked a lot about latex and the benefits of printing on those different types of applications. Eddie, what are some applications someone can do with a design jet that they can't do with a latex? Oh, that's a good question. So... For aqueous pigment and dye-based printers, uh, they really serve the customers in the AEC realm or industry. And that, that stands for our architectural, engineering, and construction industries. So they're really great for that because um, the DesignJet aqueous inks, they're good with affordability of prints and ink on paper. So like our engineers, they can just buy like a really cheap and affordable but good quality plain paper and they're doing line drawing. So they don't need anything crazy um, or expensive because they just need to look at drawings on a large scale, take them out to sites and call it good. Not only that, our, our design jets, you know, they have an engineering accuracy of 0.02% with lines. So they can print a very long print. And a lot of times there's in manufacturing, the first thing I could think of that comes to my head is the boiling company. They build these boiler tubes and they print one-to-one. They'll print this 30-foot drawing and they line up the pieces of metal right onto the media. So they're using a lot of paper, um, but they need this line accuracy. And and once the template's made, they toss the print away. So that works perfect for them. And then also we have our museum quality or high-definition prints. So when we've got photographers um, or um, pay for prints, like and they're printing on a glossy photo paper or you know high-end canvas or watercolor uh, paper, you can depend on the high-end graphic quality that comes from a design jet. And you've probably heard of my podcasts before, you know, of all the reasons why people come to design jet. So when you even break it down to our technical and our graphics, we really have a machine for you. 
Now you can also use Design Jets for some short-term outdoor stuff. It'll our, our Z series printers, they're pigment-based inks, so they'll they'll print on some banners. Um, they definitely won't print on vehicle wrap. You would, wouldn't want it on that. But if you have um, if you have your design jet and you're doing just some short-term things, like say you're setting a poster out for a month because there's like a concert or a farmer's market or just some kind of an event like that, it's perfect for that. But if it needs to be a little more durable, then you definitely need to go over to latex. Now, um, John, I think that you would agree with me on this one. There is a, a pretty good overlap between the two printers, like a nice sweet spot. They can both fit a customer's need. But the important question is to ask, where do they want to expand in the kind of printing that they want to do? Yeah, you know, we we talked about applications being, you know, the defining the defining factor, but you know, and Tom used Tom used to do a lot of this. Actually, we we go back to the we used to host a lot of what we call latex academies, which were you know face to face events. Where at the time when latex was still quite new and people wanted to come touch it and feel it and see it, um, I remember Tom used to spend a lot of time. You know, it's easy to talk about speeds and feeds and all the technology and get buried in it because it's amazing. But at the end of the day, the, one of the presentations that was the most popular that I remember Tom always doing is, um, you know, what the what the new markets were and where the growth was and where the margin was. And so, you know, when you say wh where should they expand, I mean, you know, a guy that buys latex to do vehicle wraps, the printer is the same. You know, the ink set's the same. The printer is the same. So right. the guy has the capability. You're, you're looking at a guy doing wraps and you say, hey, why don't you take take a guy doing wraps in Las Vegas? And you go, hey, man, why aren't you printing backwards for all the casinos? And he's like, because I don't do that. I'm like, well, you could, but they don't. Right. And it's the same way right. you could be doing wallpaper for the hotels in Las Vegas, but it's not what they do. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> Tom's to this day, Tom, I'm sure you still have that conversation quite a bit. It's not about, you know, because I hate to say that it, it's it's one technology fits all, but the reality is the guy that buys latex to do wraps, he could be next door a guy that bought latex to, to do wall coverings and they don't cross, right? They just, cause they're very vertically oriented. But right. you know, what Tom and I used to talk a lot about and, and you know, is what's, what's growing, where's the growth area and where would you want to invest? Right, yeah, you just need to decide what's gonna be the best fit for you, you know? And if you land on that as a customer, if you land in that overlapping sweet spot, you need to think of where you want to take your business. Are you going to be more technical? Like you say, going to be more outdoors, you're going to help, you know, you want to maybe expand to casinos. And in some cases, you know, they really need to consider having both a latex and an aqueous to complete that portfolio. So John, is there a difference in cost savings to print on latex? Uh, typically, yes. And, and the reason is really two, well, threefold, I think, uh, typically uncoated medias, um, you know, when we say design jet won't print on plastic, I mean, it will, uh, you know, when you talk about vinyl, there, there's coated vinyls, but they're more expensive than uncoated media. So typically the sinographics uncoated media space, the medias itself, are cheaper economic factor that needs to be addressed in the cost per copy on the inks and and the way we achieve that is is through bulk ink systems right so you, we go from cartridge base which is really kind of where design jet is all the way to three liter 
uh, up to five liter and then 10 liters. And uh, so, you know, bigger consumptions, uh, better, better economics. Tom, did I explain that one right? You explained it as good as it can possibly be. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Well, uh, John and Tom, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out today and talking about a very important subject in wide format land, which is where do I go from here for my printing needs? Sometimes the question can put you at a crossroads. The most important thing to know is to make sure that you have a clear understanding and know exactly everything you want to print. And if you want to expand, what do you want? Where do you want to go from there? You know, what can you do? What do you want to do? And what do you want to do for your customers? That'll decide what kind of a printer you need. And even be open to the idea that you just may need both machines, like an HP DesignJet Aquarius printer and an HP Latex printer, which can definitely fit that need for you. Now, there has been so many times where I've seen a customer order one of these machines and then shortly after order the other type and just absolutely love the fact that they have this wide range of things that they can do. And the conversation can be tricky. So please reach out to your sales teams to help you on that journey. And if needed, they can reach out to our team of solutions architects and the latex and in the design side of things for these conversations. So that way we can make sure that we get the right machine for you. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for joining us today. And thanks, Mindy, for hosting such a great topic to have on our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, this was exciting information. Thank you, Eddie, Tom, and John, for sharing such great information with us today. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in today, today's podcast. We hope this helped you decide which ink technology may be best for the applications you are trying to print, or maybe both technologies make sense for those of you that want to do it all. If you're planning to purchase a large format printer soon, please reach out to your local HP reseller to find out which printer fits the best for your printing needs. And stay tuned for our next podcast where we will be discussing the uncommon questions we get asked the most about HP DesignJet printers. If you're excited to learn more, please check out our HP Virtual Booth at hpvirtualbooth.com. Thank you. Take care. Stay healthy. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the HP Wide Format Print Lab with Eddie and Mindy. If you liked this segment and want to know more, please check out the HP Virtual Booth at hpvirtualbooth.com. Or please reach out to 1-877-215-7428. If you're interested in scheduling a live demo on an amazing DesignJet printer, please reach out to your local reseller or HP rep. Your new HP DesignJet printer awaits. Upgrade today and get up to $1,500 cash back with our HP Cash In and Trade Up promotion.